Awesome. If you've got a Bible, can you turn to Acts chapter 10? Um, I'm going to share fairly briefly this morning. Hence, did you notice I said fairly? That's just, that's just in case it doesn't happen. But that's my aim. My aim is to go brief. Brief. Come on, Jesus, help me. So Acts chapter 10, we're going to read verse 37 to 38. Uh, for those of you who've been here for the last couple of sessions we've done, we've done a lot of inner inner stuff. God's been focusing on our hearts. We've received a lot from Jesus. We've encountered him. He's, he's started to bring some freedom. And uh, God loves to bring us freedom, first and foremost, just because he loves us, because he's a good father. But also he loves to bring us freedom because he wants us to be free in all that he's called us to. And uh, all of us are called to have influence wherever we are. And I want to learn about, I want us to learn about some of that influence just as we look at this scripture this morning. And I want us to learn from Jesus. And uh, I'll just give you a bit of context for this part of the story. So Jesus has gone back to heaven. Holy Spirit has been poured out at Pentecost. And the disciples have been doing the stuff that Jesus did. They've been everywhere they've gone, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and then demonstrating what the kingdom looks like through seeing people healed, seeing people set free. But up, up to this point, they've been only focused on the Jews. And then through a series of supernatural events, Peter finds himself at the house of a guy called Cornelius, who was a Gentile. And he rocks up at Cornelius's house, and Cornelius, Cornelius says to him, he's gathered all of his family, and he says, we want to hear about Jesus. Tell us all about Jesus. And so Peter starts to tell them about Jesus. And then he uses this sentence in verses 37 and 38 to sum up the life of Jesus. And I love it. So this is what he says. Acts 10, 37 to 38. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. This is the way Peter decided to sum up the life and ministry of Jesus. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, because God was with him. And I love that because I believe that because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross, because we are now brand new creations, we're in Christ, what's true of Jesus is meant to be the truth for us too. Jesus handed the baton to his disciples. He said, I want you to do the stuff I'm doing. Copy me. And then the disciples have handed the baton on to us, the church. It's essentially, we are here to reveal the Father. And the way, the way we can do that is by learning from Jesus. And he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. Went around doing good, healing all who are oppressed by the devil, because God was with him. And so I just want us to look at a few of these things and then we're going to pray. And what we want to do this morning is pray for some healing. We want to ask God to do some miracles amongst us and to see people healed. Uh, because in my, in, my, uh, in my heart, I believe that that should be normal. That should be a very normal thing that happens uh, when believers are being believers. We should see miracles happen. Um, and that's certainly what Jesus models here. So let me just quickly talk through some of these. So he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. And the same Holy Spirit who anointed Jesus now anoints us. And I haven't got time to go into this, but 
If I say to you that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and wants to flow through you, it should blow your brains. Okay, so the way you understand that you've really got revelation of this is when you, when you think about the fact that I'm filled with the Spirit, I'm anointed by the Holy Spirit, you're like, what? Because it's absolutely crazy. Because the Holy Spirit is God. How does that work? I don't understand. How does it work? The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He is in us. He wants to flow through us like rivers. I don't personally understand it, but I think it's absolutely mind-blowing that God would want to live inside of me and he would want to flow through me. And I think a couple of key things that the Holy Spirit does, he obviously gives us gifts. We've just learned that from Sarah um, and the kids. Um, he leads us, he guides us. So the other thing that he, he loves to do is he gives us revelation of the Father and revelation of our identity. And we looked at that a little bit yesterday, so I'm not going to go into, into any detail. All I will say is that if you want to live the life that Jesus modeled, you've got to become friends with the Holy Spirit. Got to learn to receive his presence, linger in his presence, let him do stuff in your heart, let him change your thinking. Because the more you grow in friendship with the Holy Spirit, the more you know what the heart of God is when you find yourself in a situation at work or when you walk down the street. And the more you feel with the Spirit, the more you know who the Father is, the more confidence and courage you'll have, the more faith you'll have. And so I would say just lean into being friends with the Holy Spirit because Jesus modeled that he did what he did because the Holy Spirit was anointing him. Okay? The second, the second part of this scripture is that Jesus went around doing good. And I absolutely love that Peter included this in his summary. Because it feels so naff, doesn't it? The way to describe Jesus, he went around doing good. It's not very spectacular, is it? But you know why I love that Peter has included that in that summary? I love it because it makes me think... Well, I can do that. Who here can go around doing good? All of us. All of us can go around doing good. I absolutely love it. Now, the truth is that uh, revealing the Father to people and showing them what Jesus is like primarily is about loving them. It's about looking him in, in the eye, smiling, offering to buy them a coffee, asking how their day's been. All of us can go around doing good. And I want to tell you that when we demonstrate kindness to people, we show them something of the Father. And kindness, as we know in Scripture, is what leads to repentance. Okay? It's not like, pow, lightning, that leads to repentance. It's the kindness of God that leads people to repentance. When we lavish kindness on people... They can't help but have to take notice because, it, I don't know if you hadn't realized this, there's, there's not a lot of kindness in the world anymore. So when we as Christians go around being kind to people, uh, we get to reveal the Father. Just a, a quick story, I was, um, there's a coffee shop I used to go to, quite not a coffee shop, sorry, wrong context, a cafe, let's say cafe. I, that, I'm so glad I knew that information. You would have thought I was into, into all sorts of things. There's a cafe near to where I live that I would go to very regularly. And I just started to get to know the girl who worked behind the counter. Her name's Ella. And uh, just chatting to her as and when I went in, went in most days. And uh, on one particular occasion, she told me that she wasn't having a great day. 
and uh, uh, she was, it was an anniversary of a friend's death. And she just shared that with me. As I took my coffee and walked away, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, buy her some flowers. And when I say that, it was just a thought. The thought was, buy her some flowers. And I thought, oh no, that's so embarrassing. Yeah. I hardly knew her. Would have had to have gone back into the, coffee sh- um, into the cafe uh, with these flowers and be like, hey, these are for you. <laughs> but I just really felt that was the thought that popped into my head. So I went to Tesco, got some flowers, went back into the, into the cafe and uh, said, hey, just to say these are for you. I just wanted you to know that uh, just I'm thinking of you. And I left. And it was a bit awkward, to be honest. Um, but kindness opens people's hearts to you. If people receive your kindness, they open up to you. And they open up to your message. And uh, I kept going in uh, to see her. And there was a long story short, she ended up being made redundant. And on the day that she was about to leave work to be, to be made redundant, I was in there having a coffee. And she just looked at me from behind the counter. And she said, are you going for your walk? I said, yeah, I'm going for a walk. She said, can I come with you? I was like, that was crazy. Like, I hardly know this woman. Anyway, we went for a walk, and we had really good conversations. And we're still connecting to this day. In fact, I'm seeing her in a couple of weeks' time. She now no longer works there. Um, just recently, I was in the park just sitting with Jesus on a, on a skate ramp. And uh, she came with her dog walking around the park. And honestly, I wasn't having a great day, and I was a bit fed up. And I was like, I t- kind of turned. You know how those moments, I'm sure you never do it, but if you're in a shop and you see someone you know and you turn the other way, anyone want to confess? I do that all the time. <laughs> anyway, I was in the skate park. I was like, Jesus, I just don't feel like I've got anything to give. Anyway, she came over. And we had a beautiful conversation because she, she told me that the previous month she'd have a really hard, hard time, so much so that she was thinking that it would be better if she wasn't here anymore. It's just, it was just God's kindness to bring her over and I got to pray for her she cried um, and so it's an ongoing, ongoing story but the thing that opened her up was kindness yeah. just me noticing her loving her, being kind to her so guys I just want to say kindness is so powerful and everyone can be kind Jesus went around doing good I find that amazing um, so that's exciting. And thirdly, healing all who are oppressed by the devil, which I also am very fond of. He went around doing good, healing all who are oppressed by the devil. And so the other provocation to us is this, that when we are followers of Jesus and we're looking to reveal the Father and represent him wherever we go, there should also be a supernatural element to our lives there should be an expectation in our hearts that really nothing is impossible for God. He can do absolutely anything. And one of the ways we reveal kindness to people is by offering to pray for them and seeing miracles. One of the ways, one of the main ways in the Gospels that God reveals himself is through the miraculous, through healings, through, through people stepping into freedom. And we have the privilege as believers of also praying for those things to happen. So when someone's sick with cancer, for example, we love them by sitting and listening to them, doing food rotors, looking after their kids. We also love them by praying for a miracle. We also love them by praying for God to break in and do a miracle. It's both. If someone's marriage is struggling, we love them by making food, sitting and having a chat with them, drinking a coffee with them, 
we also love them by praying for a miracle in their marriage. Does this make sense? So it's both and. The kindness of God looks like the miraculous. And uh, obviously there's loads of stuff that we can talk about in terms of mystery. We we did that the other day. Um, There is mystery, but God is very eager to break in and do the impossible. And what I've learned is um, the more you pray for miracles, the more you see them. If you don't pray for miracles, you don't tend to see them. But the more you pray, sometimes people say to me, I've prayed and I'm not seeing breakthrough in healing. And I just say to them, just keep going. We can't guarantee how much of heaven we're going to see this side of heaven. We can't, God doesn't say you will see this amount of breakthrough. We can't, we can't know that. Um, but, but the biblical principle we can hold on to is this. Jesus says, pray and don't give up. He doesn't say how much we'll see. He does say pray and don't give up. And so that's, I just want to encourage you guys to create, create a place here where you pray and don't give up. I think the reality is God's presence is really here. Wherever God is, healings happen. Freedom comes. And so you have got, you've got the most important part of the, of the puzzle already because God is here. And when God's here, stuff happens. But I think there's an encouragement for you guys just to mix your faith with his presence and to pray and don't give up. And for certain ones of you in the room, you will feel, you will feel a particular stirring for the miraculous. And in any community, there's a, there's, few, there's a few people who carry a particular stirring for the miraculous. You've just got to go after it. And your breakthrough and your going after it will open the door for others to come through behind you. But I want to encourage you guys, pray and don't give up. And Jesus did all these things because God was with him. <laughs> how do we do this? This is scary. I don't know how this works. I'm scared to talk to the person on the street. Me too. And it's a journey. It's a journey. And if I'm completely honest, uh, I feel provoked giving this message because I've definitely taken my foot off the accelerator a bit in terms of going after breakthrough, probably because of disappointment. <laughs> probably have to process some of my own material. Um, but but God is God is God is with us and this is what he longs for. And it's a journey and you're gonna have seasons of acceleration and seasons of what well, nothing seems to be happening. But God is with us and still wants to move through us and, and flow through us like rivers of living water. I love that scripture and it's John seven. Uh, not just a river. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like it's just a trickle. I feel like there's just it's like spitting tap flowing through me but in the scripture it says the Holy Spirit wants to flow like rivers of living water everywhere we go we should expect life to flow because life lives in us and wants to flow through us so I'd love us just to take some time to pray